Hey guys, and welcome back for another episode of Second Wind Wisdom. I'm Danny, and I hope you guys are off to a great week. I know that I am, because my wife and I got to spend some quality time with our new grandchild this past weekend, along with her mom and dad. And I think that I finally got my fix for a while, and that we'll be good to go for at least a week or two, but we're going to have to see. They live a few hours drive away from us, so it's usually a trip that we have to plan ahead of time, and it almost always involves at least an overnight stay as well. And like I've mentioned before, we have three dogs, and one of them is as old as the hills, and the other two pretty much hate each other, so traveling with them can be a challenge, and it's not something that we really like to do. So in order to make it all work, we usually have to plan around our son's schedule, where we have to lean on friends or family who can come by and check on the dogs and feed and water them and let them out every few hours while we're gone. It's an exercise in logistics, that's for sure. Now what this all boils down to is that while we'd like to be able to see that little baby girl every single day, we know that we can't. So we count on our daughter and our son-in-law to post daily pictures into a shared album. And so far, that's working out pretty good. It's been so long since I've been around a baby that I had pretty much forgotten how fast they grow. You can almost track the changes on a daily basis they grow so fast. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. And I think they're right. And 2023 pretty much flew by. That's for sure. And not all of it was something I'd classify as fun, but overall, I think 2023 is going to always be remembered as a year of change and transition for us. It was a momentous year for our family. It was the end of one chapter and the beginning of another in more ways than one. And I'm blessed. Blessed beyond measure. I mean, here are just a few things that happened for us last year. Our son graduated from college. My wife sold her business. We got a new puppy. And our first grandchild was born. Now, this leaves me wondering, what does 2024 hold? And how fast is it going to whiz by? But don't worry, because we made sure to start the new year right. We had our cabbage black eyed peas, and pork. And as a matter of fact, we ended up eating it every day for about a week. So I think we got that covered. You know, I've often wondered where these traditions started. Is it just a Southern thing? Or is it something that's more universal? I know what the peas and cabbage are supposed to symbolize. Black eyed peas are supposed to bring you good luck. And cabbage is supposed to bring you money. But what about the pork? I never really understood the pork thing, so I decided to look it up. Well, one of the things I found online is that the Pennsylvania Dutch people felt that the forward movement that a pig makes as it roots around for food on the ground signifies a moving forward trajectory in life. So for them, pork became a favorable meat to eat to start off the new year right. I don't know about all that. Personally, I think it's just because they 
felt just like I do that pork pairs very well with black eyed peas and cabbage. I mean, throw in a pan of fresh cornbread and we got a party. Another common way that people like to start off a new year is by making resolutions. Now, I've never really had a whole lot of luck with New Year's resolutions, so I pretty much gave that practice up a long time ago. But I know a lot of people still make them. Well, as always, as the old saying goes, inquiring minds want to know, I decided to get online and look that one up too and try to figure out where this all started. And I was surprised with what I found because it looks like this is a tradition that we've been doing in different cultures for thousands of years. The ancient Babylonians, over 4,000 years ago, supposedly celebrated their new year during the spring equinox. And it was at that time that they made promises to their gods to repay debts and to return borrowed items. And then the Romans came around and they celebrated the new year in March. And they made resolutions to Janus, the god of beginnings and transitions. And Janus had two faces, one looking back at the past and the other looking forward to the future, symbolizing reflection and resolution. And the first month of our calendar year, January, is named after Janus. So maybe it's a good idea to stop at this time of the year and reflect on the past and look forward to what's to come, just like the image of Janus suggested. In more modern times, during the Middle Ages, knights would make what was called the peacock vow during the last feast of the Christmas season. One by one, they would place their hands on a peacock, either a live one or a roasted one, and they would vow to recommit themselves for the next 12 months to the ideals of chivalry. Now, the ideals of chivalry were things like bravery, strength in battle, respecting women, defending the weak and the poor, and also to be generous to others and to be loyal to their Lord and to the family and their friends. Sounds to me like we could all stand to benefit by taking our own version of the peacock bow every year. What do you guys think? Now, in more modern times, some African-American Christian communities had a historic practice of making resolutions during the watch night services that they held on New Year's Eve. And these services involved reflection and prayer and setting goals for the upcoming year. You know, after doing just this little bit of research, I feel like maybe I need to reconsider my thoughts about New Year's resolutions. Maybe I'm missing out on something by not doing it anymore. But it just, it seems to me that every time I make one, I'm only setting myself up for another failure. And I think it's the same way for most people. I mean, people make all sorts of resolutions. The most common ones often revolve around health and fitness. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm not going to drink so much. Or maybe around personal development. I'm going to learn a new skill. I'm going to read more. I'm going to stop procrastinating or they revolve around money. I'm going to save more money. I'm going to pay off all my debts. I'm going to create a budget and I'm going to stick to it. And the list goes on and on. I mean, there are as many reasons to make resolutions as there are people. I'm going to 
to spend more time with my family. I'm going to contribute more to my community. I'm not going to watch so much TV. I'm not going to spend so much time looking at social media. I mean, the sky's the limit. But why have pretty much all of my resolutions ended up as failures in the past? And am I harming myself by failing over and over? How could I be more successful if I decide to start making New Year's resolutions again? Well, let's start with some of the reasons why I'm not able to keep my resolutions. I think the biggest reason is probably that I'm setting unrealistic goals. I'm probably a little too ambitious when I set them, and I'm definitely not practical engaging my ability to follow through with them when I do set them. Another reason is maybe I'm setting myself up for failure because I'm not being specific enough with my goals. A poorly defined resolution is really hard to make any progress on. And then at the end of the day, there's just a simple fact that I'm probably just not motivated to do it because there's really no accountability that's associated with keeping them or not. Now, let's talk about harming myself. Failing to keep resolutions over and over can affect you physically and emotionally. Repeatedly failing to meet goals can over time diminish our self-esteem and it can lessen our self-worth. It could end up leading to a lot of negative self-talk and to having feelings of inadequacy. And these same failed resolutions can cause stress and anxiety and can actually lead us to losing motivation and developing a sense of hopelessness and of being a failure. And the feelings of frustration and disappointment can lead to depression and can turn into actual physical symptoms like high blood pressure or not being able to get a good night's sleep. But how can I do better? How can I find a little bit of success if I want to try to get back into the New Year's resolution game? Well, thought about it. And I think I'm going to start off by keeping the old Roman god Janus in mind. How about I look back at the year that's just passed and ask myself, what felt good about that? What felt bad about that? What could I do better? Or maybe, what could I do less of? In other words, how can I learn from last year's me that can serve as a springboard for this year's me to carry the ball further down the field? So, here's to looking back to where we've been and looking forward to where we're headed and to always, always being thankful for the journey itself. And I hope you guys have a great week. And I hope that 2024 will treat us all well and that we can all do whatever we can to help that to be the case. And I'd like to just take a moment to remind you that we've got a Facebook group, Second Wind Wisdom Podcast, and that I've got an email address, secondwindpodcast.reply at gmail.com. And please feel free to send me any questions or any feedback that you have, and especially any ideas that you might have for an episode. 
and I'll talk to you guys next week. And until then, stay well.